Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into the art of horror in all things spooky, cookie, and terrifying. My name is Adrian. I'm Stormy. And welcome back to our third week of Paranormal Horror Month. And we're taking it back to the 90s today. We are going to be talking about the 1999 remake of House on Haunted Hill. Ooh, a Dark Castle Entertainment. <laughs> our, our second, right? I'm pretty sure it's our second Dark At Castle. At least our second. Because I know this one, when they started remaking everything, um, all the William Castle horror movies, it was this one and then 13 Ghosts were the first two. So we've covered 13 Ghosts. and now I feel like we've covered one more, but I off top of my head, I can't think of it. So we'll go with two. Yeah, I can't think of it either. But yeah, this one was, um, it was interesting to revisit this one. I used to be obsessed with this movie as a kid. Really? Yeah, I loved it so much growing up. I don't think I've seen this one. Ever? I don't think so. Now that I've watched it, I'm... Because I was a little skeptical to see if I had seen it before. Because obviously I know the title. I've known discourse like around it. But I was like, I'm not... And then it's like, well, once I see it, I'll know. I was wondering. I was, I was like, okay, maybe once we start it, you would have to know. Because it just is very familiar. Like everything is like... I don't know. Everything that happened, I remembered it, but at the exact same time, like, I didn't. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I feel like it's always like that when we come back to something that I used to watch as a kid. I don't remember the last time I watched this one specifically, but it felt kind of interesting because there was a lot of, like, moments in this movie that I was like, I had forgotten even happened. Yeah. But I surely remember the fucking psychiatric uh, monster that pops up at the end the weird ink blot monster that's oh. running around at the end <laughs> i remember that very what clearly. do you see in this painting <laughs> uh the house on <laughs> all the ghosts two in this people house. fucking on the <laughs> oh my god yeah on the outside oh um, my god on that little lunch girl they're like how do we get down they just start fucking uh, i mean what else are you gonna do right <laughs> it's either that or jump into the fucking waters below so i'm good with just having sex i wonder if you could survive out there or this inside this house no, well a little bit of both but i meant like jumping from that ledge into the water if there's like nothing dangerous below i would assume you'd be I feel okay. like velocity and like how long probably has to do with like how, like big how far your you're falling are. yeah mm, right because i'm pretty sure there's like people who've have have died from like jumping right really really far that's some let me actually i'm sure i'm gonna do you, did you ever watch um a thousand ways to die Yes. There's one where they like jump off of, I think I don't even think it's anywhere like really high, but she's like at a lake and she like jumps off into the water and um like she lands just right and like water shoots up her asshole and kills her. Okay. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was going to be like, I feel like I've heard of like somebody having like water shoot inside their body. <laughs> so that's where it's from then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Imagine it's, that. um, that's my biggest fear with a bidet. Like, what if I put it on super soaker mode or something? It hits just right and murders me, and I'm dead on the floor in the bathroom like Elvis. The next thing you know, you're spitting up your heart through your mouth. Yeah. Imagine dying with your ass up, pants around your ankles. Oof, no. No. Um, in the bathroom, no less. Right. <laughs> next to your toilet. Okay, so that seems to be the only thing that I can remember also from somebody dying from jumping into the water. Um... And as far as I can see from a quick Google search, 
Um, it just starts to talk about the suicide bridge. So, really? not really what I was looking for. But yeah, I yeah, I don't think I would be able to survive that. Uh, but before we do jump into the movie, um, I don't know, Stormy, have you seen anything recently? Um, the only thing that I've gotten into really is. I've finally taken the plunge back into Riverdale. <laughs> the <laughs> I mean, latest season, yeah, right? Yeah, the latest season. Netflix, I think they added it a while ago. But my brain just wasn't ready to soak up more <laughs> <laughs> Riverdale. And honestly, now that I'm six episodes in, I'm really not sure if I <laughs> have any more capacity. Shit is wild. But you've made it this far. I know. So, you know, you're committed. Which means I should. I'm 100 episodes in. 106 or something. They, they have that many episodes? That's crazy. Yeah, and so I'm like, there's no way. I can't not finish it. But, like, what's happening now is <laughs> fucking wild. Adrian doesn't watch the show, could probably care less about the show, and I stayed texting him. I'm like, girl, this <laughs> this is happening. What the fuck is going on? But I remember, I remember when this season was on air, whenever that was. And I just remember people, because it was always, like, trending. And I'm nosy, so I would just go and look to see what's happening. Because, I mean, the cast is hot. So I'm like, if they're shirtless or, you know, making out or whatever, then I'm down to see that. Yeah. But I remember just, like, seeing, like, all the crazy plot points for this latest season. And I was like, whenever Stormy gets to this season, she's she's going to just have a fucking cow because oh shit is God. ridiculous. And you're right. You're correct. Is That's there an actual cow in this season? Imagine. Somebody imagine. has an actual pet cow. A Betty has a Bessie or something like that. Girl. So, and you said that everybody has like superpowers now or. <laughs> uh, I mean, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen um, Riverdale season six. I'll give you a second to click <laughs> away. <laughs> Skip a few minutes ahead. Um. Yeah. What the fuck? So. <laughs> An explosion happens. Um, well, okay, so in season five finale, okay, Betty and Archie are making out on his bed. And I don't remember the circumstances, why they're making out, but they're making out on his bed. And then they're like, <laughs> they break apart and they're like, do you hear that ticking sound? And <laughs> they look <laughs> under the bed. There's a bomb under the bed. Then it turn, it's The camera switches away to Hiram Lodge, like driving away. Okay. And then that's where the season ends. So like, I had no idea if like, that was the end of the show. I had so there was no explosion e- even? You see like smoke in the b- in the background as Hiram's driving away. And I was like, I don't know what happened. I don't know how Hiram's alive. Whatever. So the during the explosion fucking splits Riverdale in half. Like quite literally <laughs> into like a different reality. So like there's a river veil. Okay. For like six episodes, I think. And in River Vale, like Ethel's back. Like every a lot of everybody that died is alive. Oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Except for Fred, with uh, Archie's Fred? dad. Okay, <laughs> like he's he's not alive, and Archie is like convinced that he's going to like regenerate because everybody else is regenerated. Okay, and so he doesn't want Jughead to like. Wait, is Archie aware that that's a different reality? Yeah. So he does he so the only one that knows. Jug becomes aware and he's like trying to figure out like what the fuck is going on. And then he figures out that like Ethel and then like the nerdy guy that like jumped out of the window at uh, the prep (laughs) prep school. Okay. (laughs) Um, He's alive in Rivervale and he's figured out that like how to split the two uh, universes and that he was doing an experiment on like what happens 
if like two universes are running like parallel with one another. Okay. And then eventually they collide apparently and they they're he's doing an experiment and he's gonna be the first person to document it and like <laughs> Ethel knows too. And Jughead's just running around being like, Do y'all know about this? Do y'all know about this? And then on Betty <laughs> and Archie's wedding day, um Veronica and Jug are gonna make out on the bed and blow it up. So cause the same thing like ruin similar the no, blow up the house. Oh. Because <laughs> in order to get the two um, universes to just completely split apart, um, something similar to what happened that split them apart the first time has to happen. Wow. So, like, and he's like, well, me and Veronica are like the exact opposite okay. of Archie and Betty. Okay. So right. we're going to make out on the bed <laughs> and blow <laughs> it up. And then that will make everything right again. And then Veronica never shows up. Oh. Yeah. Shady. And then Archie shows up. <gasps> yeah. And, <laughs> and Jughead's like, the fuck are you doing? Where's Veronica? And Archie's like, I fucking killed her. <gasps> <laughs> because I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to fuck it up. And I'm trying to stay in this timeline because I want my dad to come back. So he killed Veronica? Yeah, he killed Veronica. And he kills Jughead. <laughs> How? He starts to choke Jughead out, and Betty comes in the back door and shoots Archie in the head. <laughs> in the head? In the head, like straight. Oh, my God. And then she's like, never, <laughs> never stand a Cooper woman at the altar. <laughs> what? But I was hoping it was going to be Archie and Jughead started kissing <laughs> on the bed. Imagine. I was like, yes. <laughs> Veronica's dead. Like, he's like, you want to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, when he walked in, I was like, yes, gay sex. And then you were like. <laughs> He, and then you're like, Archie said, Veronica's been murdered. He killed <laughs> Veronica. And I was like, oh, my God. I was not expecting that. Wow. He's like, I can't bear to have Veronica alive because I love you. <laughs> Good God. Okay. So after she shoots Archie, what? And then um, they, Betty and Jughead are like, okay, well, now we'll be the ones that do it. Okay. Weren't they together at some point anyway? <laughs> yeah. Like in the very beginning of the season. Okay. Okay. What happened? Um... <laughs> Is it easy, is it easy to no. explain? <laughs> I would have to go through like three seasons. Because I know she ends up like in a mental facility at some point. Were they together after that? Uh, Yeah. Jughead like dies, pretends he to did, die. Disappears. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've seen like a deep retrospective on the first <laughs> yeah. three seasons. L- I don't, I think they break up after the whole Jughead comes back from. Okay. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. So have you finished this newer season yet? No, I'm like halfway through. Okay. But like, so Rivervale dies. Like, okay. it's cool. We're back in the original. But the explosion gave Archie superpowers. He's <laughs> Superman now. <laughs> He's as like, long as he's shirtless the whole time. <laughs> he's like literally like, because um, his house was blown up. So he's just like putting his hands on nails and shit, like trying to hurt himself and it's not working. Oh my gosh. And then Betty can see like people's auras so if they're threatening if they're bad people she knows she knows and she's an fbi agent at this point so like no <laughs> wait is I there like a time jump yeah between okay. like four and five i think they turn into like adults because okay. archie goes to the army okay after they graduate okay so wait so wait 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 so after the explosion the second one it goes back to the original yeah so we're back in riverdale so wait, was there anything like happening when they were in River Vale that was interesting? Like, what was the um, point of switching to a different reality? Just to we bring find out back? that there's well, yeah, because <laughs> so the way that Jughead like puts everything together is he finds all these comic books and then it's the Archie comics. Oh, cute. Yeah, okay. 
And then he's just like, this is so weird. Like, River Vale exists, but also Riverdale exists. There's two fucking, um, there's two versions of him. And then the other version is the guy from um, 13 Reasons Why. Dylan he's a fucking Minette. No, the Asian guy. The one that's super fucking rude. Oh, you're talking about, uh, I forget. Super hot. So hot. <laughs> they're both really hot. And then Veronica's like, we could have a threesome. <laughs> and they're like, um, no. And then they, she's like, y'all need to figure it out. So they end up fighting to the death and they're both dead. Who? Jughead and. Um, no, no, no. <sighs> I can't remember his name. I'm awful. Mantle's Charles Milton his is his Mantle name. Mantle is his last name. Milton. Oh, you're talking about Reggie. Reggie. Yeah, there's two different Reggies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's been. He, oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah, okay. I know yeah, yeah. But like, so the different Reggies kill them, <laughs> like kill each oh, other. Oh, they fight to the death. Yeah, they fight to the death, and Veronica's like the fuck, and Can then whenever she's the. Why are we not just fucking? <laughs> right, we should. I'm saying, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Be overcomplicating it. But yeah, Jug Jughead goes on a fucking journey, like tries to kill, um, the. Dilton Doily guy. Okay. That's <laughs> crazy. Ethel and him save the world. Uh, but then when we're back in Riverdale. The teacher? Huh? The teacher helps him save the world? No, Ethel. Ethel is one of the girls that died in. Um, oh, I thought the that was a teacher. Oh, I'm thinking Mrs. Grundy. Oh, no. Who the fuck is Ethel then? She's the redheaded girl. She's the one um, that dies in Stranger Things. Oh, Barb. Oh, okay. She, get, she came back just because I felt like just why not, right? This is wild. Yeah. So Betty has can see threatening auras because she's the superhero too. Okay. And then it turns out that Jughead is losing his hearing because of the Okay. And just as he's accepting the fact that he's going deaf, he realizes he can read minds. What? <laughs> oh so they're all they really all have right. superpowers. And then so you know the um the like mineral that they're mining for under they end up mining under Cheryl's groves for like this mineral. I think it's like pl okay. plutonium or some shit like that. Why I not? can't remember what it's called. But um, so apparently that's Jughead's kryptonite. So, <laughs> girl, not plutonium. So when they they find it in their house, Jughead realizes he's losing all his powers. And then the trash bag killer, which apparently had kidnapped Betty at some point during our break between four and five. Okay. Um, she was kidnapped when she's an FBI agent. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this the is the fifth season. This is sixth season. Damn, okay. Yeah, TBK, trash bag killer. <laughs> so he came back? Yeah, he's the trash bag killer's back. He never disappeared. I guess they never found him? Right, he's been working for Archie this whole time. Gives him pl the plutonium or whatever the fuck it's called. I can't remember. Is Archie the bad guy now? I guess we don't know yet. Right. Okay, interesting. But TBK gives him that. He loses his powers, and then that's where I'm at. What? So Archie has to be. Maybe he's, you know, he's going to be doing it for like something good, right? I feel like and then <laughs> I forgot. About, Cheryl goes through a whole transformation. Yeah, she's like a witch or something now, right? Yeah, she's <laughs> she's possessed. Her nana, the dry ass pussy bitch, oh. fucking murmured an incantation. Okay. Um, On her deathbed? No. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> in River Vale, whenever Sabrina shows up. Out of fucking nowhere, Sabrina is friends with Cheryl. So they're trying to put Abigail, which is the witch's, her ancestor witch person. They're trying to put Abigail's spirit into Nana's body. Okay. And it actually gets put into somebody else. So then Riverdale, they fucking exercise the second girl. Her name is Ratana. 
I would have to go on a different tangent to explain who she is. But Britanna, they so while Cheryl and Nana are exercising Abigail out of Britanna, <laughs> Nana's not actually helping exercise. She's murmuring an incantation and fucking puts Abigail into Cheryl's body. So Cheryl's gone. <laughs> Cheryl does not exist. Only her body exists. Okay. Because Abigail is now her. <laughs> and Abigail is set on trying to fuck Tony. Okay. Because Tony is Abigail's lover's descendant. Work. Yeah. Interesting. So that's a whole other tangent that they're going on. They need Jesus. <laughs> There's so much going on. I'm stressed. The show writer needs Jesus. There's. <laughs> listen, there's like a whole bunch of like crazy like. But people need to fuck more, so like he doesn't need Jesus per se, but like. Well, I feel like everybody in the show is like so sexualized, anyways. So like, why not just I don't know, just make a porn then? <laughs> like, go I'm sure there's porns of this. There, oh, oh my god, there has to be Archie porn. Let me look. Um, let me see. Should I just Google Archie porn while we're <laughs> here? I'm looking it up right now. Archie girl. comics porn. I'm looking for gay porn though. Archie comics. Gay porn mm, on an incognito oh window. I'm not on. I'm just risking. <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, Betty steals Archie's cream pie fuck from Veronica. Oh, mine is nothing. I when I look it up, it's just like it's just regular gay porn. Just people fucking in hotel rooms. Archie's big cock is just what Veronica needs. Uh, same, same. Veronica, me and you both. Um, so she sounds crazy. I hope isn't. I'm pretty sure the next they, they said the next season's the last. So I just hope that it can end on seven's a last. I think so. There's no way it can get more wild than this. I feel like if anything, at this point, they have to just go back to like something simple, right? To wrap it all up. And oh like yeah, and Veronica puts a hit on her dad, and her dad's dead now. I thought her dad had already died. No, they chased him out of the town. Oh, okay. I just know he had disappeared or something. They chased him out of the town, and that's whenever he blows up Betty and Archie. <laughs> this is right. Oh, okay, yes, because he's the one that put the bomb or whatever. But she puts a hit, and then our uh, Reggie's dad is like has a heart attack or whatever. Okay, and he is like, man, I we were just starting to be in a good place. Like, I wish I had more time. And Veronica's like, you know what? I want more time with my dad too. She goes to call off the hit, and the dude's like, <laughs> too late. <laughs> Who fucking late? I was about to call you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the job is done. Right. Girl, what? And then Hermosa, Who's which that? is uh, fucking Veronica's Ill- illegitimate sister from her dad. Okay. Um, puts a hit out on Veronica, and then but that hitman is killed by her grandma's godson. He's apparently just around and knows everything. How do you follow this show? Like, how do you like the fact that you're able to tell me all this right now out of memory <laughs> is insane. How do you well? I this? forgot Reggie's name, so don't give me that. Oh, much true, better. true, but, true. Um, but like stepdad's aunt's sister. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm it like, feels well. like, you know, that one meme where there's the guy in front of the board and he has all those oh, yes. like notes and the red pins. And yeah, that's what it feels like in my brain <laughs> when it comes. You to just have to, you have to, mm-hmm. you have to just know what's going on. Right. You made, you made it this far. Uh-huh. I hope it ends on a good note for all the fans <laughs> of the show because they've kept it alive for this long. Right. I bet these actors are ready to, to go i'm sure i know they are they have to be tired right for being something that i started when i was doing laundry i've had a great time (laughs) (laughs) so what would you be your favorite season so far um i think it's probably like three okay 
That's an interesting. I choice. think it's season three. Whenever they're um, farting the gut, fighting the gargoyle king. Um, I think that's season three because Jughead becomes um, super hot. Like king. Well, he's always been, but like king of the serpents and shit, and like Betty has like a strip a strip scene. <laughs> and it's there's a lot going on. <laughs> I think it's season three. Let me see. It's an exciting season. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, I I wonder if anybody, if you guys um watch Riverdale, let Stormy know because obviously you guys can uh, have a good time together. I just try to keep up. I just I just always just check out what's going on on Twitter just so I know how crazy it is because the memes make me laugh. And again, I've you know at least watched a few YouTube videos on nights where I'm super high and just scrolling through YouTube that just dissect <laughs> this show. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to me. It's interesting that it's like it's holding itself together as loosely as it can but it's still pushing itself forward and everybody's hot so that's why Betty's really mom is in like a cult and shit they cover what? so much in this. what they really haven't covered all that much is like teen pregnancy like Actual i want the degrassi yeah. version of riverdale too yeah i want like it all the serious version but i mean like again i guess looking at the comic books they're like, nobody really gets it. i think crazy. i don't remember how i don't think tony's in high school whenever she has she has adult fangs <laughs> Interesting. I love that for her. Right. <laughs> uh, so Fangs breaks up with the sheriff's son. Okay. And then they magically and Tony was dating Cheryl before, so like they were both. I, I'm assuming by work or pan, but they're marketed as gay until they find each other, and now they're not. What this show is wild, right? I just need more. I mean, I feel like it's probably s- as sexy as it can be for the CW. It's right. still on the CW, right? Mm-mm, I think so. I would assume so. I don't I have cable. I've never sexier. had cable it's as an adult. <laughs> I need fucking. I don't need making out. <laughs> Especially since they're actual adults now and they're not like right in they're high school or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they're like, well, let's just stop pretending like we want them mm-hmm. to be kids. But there's so many. See, like I want. I'm. Once I'm done, I'm going to go back and be like, how many times per episode do we cut away, like, assuming that they fucked? Because there's so many times per episode that they're, like, making out, and then you see a hand reach a thigh, and then we fade away to something else. It has to, you know, the CW. Yeah, I need the unrated version. That's when I'll sit down and watch. Um, oh, my God. Just for the hell of it. Let's make it ourselves. Oh I mean, <laughs> not like a homemade reach version. Out. I meant, like... Reach out to the actors. Right. We know y'all want to make the serious <laughs> version of Riverdale. Well, you I can come on Slash Her Pod and tell us <laughs> all of it. I hope it ends, again, I hope it ends well for the fans. I love Archie comics. Um, so I was really excited when the show was going to be a thing. <laughs> and now you're like, what the fuck? Uh, I mean, I legit, I stopped after the first season. And I mean, I didn't even finish that season. I was like, this just is not my tea. But I was like enjoying it for a little bit. But I, I couldn't even tell you. It was so long ago. It was That season came out. That's right up my alley. Forever ago. But something I just I just couldn't continue. I just don't know if I just never if I just forgot and never came back. But by the time I was interested in coming back, I was already like on season three and everybody was already like, She's crazy and I was like, Well, I'll just stick around for the memes. So I've just been watching from <laughs> the sidelines, <laughs> watching people freak out and be entertained and make funny memes and Thanks for being the person that I can text and be like, Bro, the fuck? I'm always just like, What? Huh? Yeah. I always text him out of nowhere and be like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you watched anything this week? Now that I've gone on a 
long ass tangent about Ruby Riddick. The only thing that I watched was a uh, movie from 1989. It's a slasher movie. It's on Shudder. It's called Intruder. Um, fantastic. I loved it so much. It has said, uh, oh my God, it has Sam Raimi. It has Ted Raimi. It has a cameo by Bruce Campbell. Wait, um, Sam Raimi and Ted Raimi are like in it? Yeah, they're both in it. What? Yep, it's great. Wow. It's honestly probably one of my favorite slasher movies I've ever seen. It's so good. Like, it's it takes place inside of a grocery store. It's just. Wow, I love grocery store horror. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly like close to perfect for me. Like, I was. What did you watch it, it on? It's on Shutter. Wow. It's great. Like, it's fantastic. It's, I mean, it's an 80s movie. If it's just, it's great. It is like the end of the 80s slashers because, I mean, obviously it came out in 89. It just felt like a good way to wrap up that decade, I feel like, because it was amazing. And one day we can maybe hopefully get into it because it was fantastic. Great camera work, great kills, like, great kills. And, I'm excited. Um, yeah, Should I go watch it? I would recommend it. Yeah, of course. If you're into slasher movies and obviously know what you're going to expect with a slasher movie. Especially one from the 80s. (laughs) Especially. I mean, it's quintessential 80s slasher and it's phenomenal. One of my favorites of all time. I wouldn't even like hesitate to say it. I love it. And I'll probably watch it again many times. I could see it being something I throw in as like a comfort. Just because the kills are crazy (laughs) for like, I mean, again, we're moving into the 90s, so. But for some reason, like, it just shocked me. I was just like, I was not expecting it to be so graphic. And they kind of, like, fake you out. Because the first death that happens is, like, a cutaway. So, like, when that happened, I was like, Ugh. I was like, we're just going to get a whole bunch of cutaways or, like, lame-ass deaths. But as soon as the next death came around, they were like, oh, no, baby. We're going to make sure that these people are getting killed in gruesome <laughs> ways. And I was like, what? They said you thought. And I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's intentional. But I loved it. It's great. So, yeah, if you love slasher movies, definitely check it out. It's on Shudder before it, like, disappears because it's amazing. And if I can try to find a physical copy, I definitely will because I loved it. It was great. Exciting. Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump into House on Haunted Hill because she's, I mean, oh, my goodness. I really feel like not a lot happened with this movie. We've said that a lot lately. But I, like, at this point, girl, like, it's the truth. This movie had so much walking through dark hallways. Like, I felt like I was just watching people go through a haunted house. (laughs) <laughs> like those live footage ones where they're at like Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, like it was like I was watching The Late Show or something and they were just showing me clips <laughs> of people getting scared. Uh, but you know what? She is something, again, that I remember from my childhood. And, you know, I there's the nostalgia will always keep it, you know, in the rotation. I'll, I can see myself watching this again. But let's go ahead and get into it. We'll be right back. We'll be talking about House on Haunted Hill. Okay, welcome back. Again, this week we are talking House on Haunted Hill. This is, again, the remake to the original William Castle horror movie. Originally released on October 29th, 1999, the film was made on an estimated budget of around $37 million before going on to see an opening weekend of around $15.9 million and then a worldwide gross of around $42 million. The film has a runtime of one hour and 33 minutes and was directed by William Malone. And we have a very, very 90s cast. We have Jeffrey Rush as Stephen Price. Fameki Jansen is Evelyn. Tay Diggs is Eddie. Peter Gallagher is Blackburn. Chris Kattan is Pritchett. Ali Larder is Sarah. Bridget Wilson Sampress is Melissa. Mac Perlich. Oh, my God. Max Perlich is Skeeter. I guess that's the one random guy that's like the... He's useless. Who cares? Jeffrey Combs is Dr. Vanica. 
So, House on Haunted Hill, an amusement park mogul offers a group of diverse people $1 million to spend the night in a haunted house with a horrifying past. Uh, yeah, so House on Haunted Hill. First off, diverse where? We got one black man, and everybody besides Allie Larder's character is like, I mean, I mean, I feel like they're all well off, I would assume. Like, oh. nobody <laughs> seems like they're struggling, really. So I was like, where's the di- where is the diversity? I don't see it. Also, all the women, except uh, Evelyn, Evelyn, are blonde. Well, the other two women, I'm like, uh, since I was a kid, Allie Larder, for some reason, and I, I know her, and I... I can I recognize her face, but for some reason, Melissa, uh, Bridget Wilson, uh, Sampras, <laughs> like I don't know, like they don't look that different to me. Right. No, you know, um, Melissa, I always get her confused with the stepmom from Parent Trap. She she kind of has like that face. She um, is she is she's in Soul Plane, I think. Let me look. She looks like the girl that's Soul in Soul Plane. Plane. It's an old comedy. Oh, she's in Billy Madison? No, she isn't in Soul Plane. So who's in Soul Plane? Is it the girl from? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm going to the uh, the filmography for Soul Plane. She looks like that woman that's in that movie, too. She uh, she has she's a face. She's in I Know What You Did Last Summer? She has a face that just like, seems familiar. No, 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 no. She can't be. She doesn't look like the sister. Who's El- she's Elsa Shivers. Oh, my God. She is. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the sister for the guy that they hit. You meant Sarah Michelle Gellar's sister. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's who she is. Uh, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the girl that lives out like in the farm or whatever that they go out to see, and she's like creepy. Do you remember her? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so House on Haunted Hill. Um, yeah, so I grew up with this movie. I used to be obsessed with this movie, and now watching it with fresh eyes, I could see why, like as a younger kid, this would be something that I would gravitate towards. It, they're clearly like walking on a set, and again, it looks like it's a haunted house that's been set up for these people to walk through. But I think that's just something that I enjoyed, obviously. Like, the cobwebs are perfectly placed, and the distressed walls are perfectly distressed. And, you know, the bricks that fall are clearly falling because, you know, movie magic is happening. Like, it just is all very much a studio lot. And yeah. I don't know, something about it just, it feels like home. It just feels very comfy to me. And I can understand why I enjoyed this so much as a kid. Now, coming back to it, though, you guys, I don't think it's the best movie. I really don't. I couldn't, like, I don't know. I I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to, like, rewatching it. I didn't hate it, but I I probably won't rewatch it. it. Again, like, there was so much just walking through these halls, like, more than I remember. And I was like, why? There's just There's just so much. There's just so much walking around. And, like, I don't know, guys. It just wasn't as enjoyable as I remember it being, which is very unfortunate because I know a lot of people, I mean, it's a cult classic at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people watch this on a yearly rotation. And, I mean, again, I will see myself watching this again for pure nostalgia. But as, like, being a movie that I feel like is good, I don't think it is. I really don't. Um, Which is unfortunate because I really wanted to come back and, like, gag and, you know, get my life watching this again as like an adult but she just was not serving she was not serving at all but but that's not to say that there's not good things in this movie oh yeah as with anything like with any movie that's not great there's always gonna be something that's enjoyable and this movie has a lot of good 
like imagery, like something stuff that I didn't even remember. Like some of like the ghosts or whatever the fuck that they show us most of the time. Like some of like the creature designs or whatever are fantastic and super scary. But just as a whole, as a movie, it just she falls flat, unfortunately. Chris Cadden's uh, character. I know he's supposed to be annoying, and I know that's what he's here for. But he just gets so far under my fucking skin that like I can't enjoy him. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he makes me laugh, to be quite honest, and he doesn't bother me. But again, like it's Chris Kattan, so like he comes off like this, I think, in a lot of stuff that he's in. Um, so I'm I'm easy to like, or it's easy for me to overlook his chaotic nature. Um, he's in Undercover Brother. <laughs> yeah, and and um, he Roxbury. acts exactly. Well, yeah, for sure, he's known for that. Yeah, but he acts exactly. For me, I watched Undercover Brother a lot when I was younger, which I understand is problematic. I understand now that it's problematic. It's the movie? Yeah. It's a <laughs> I remember watching it a lot as a kid, too, but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Um, and I recognize that as an adult, but like, it feels like they took his character from that movie and put it in this 90s movie in my brain, and I can't let go of it. <laughs> yeah, he just feels, again, very... Very Chris Kattan. And Very him. <laughs> and see, maybe that's another issue I do have with the movie, at least coming back to it, is like, I feel like the characters, like, they just, I feel like everybody's doing a something different. I feel like not everybody's on the same page with what they're bringing to the script or to the plot or just to their characters. Everybody just seems, again, like they're... Everybody's in different movies. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> doing something different. Like, there's people who are camping it up and being over the top. And then there's people who are, like, trying to be serious. But, like, it's just, like, the tone is all over the place. That It just doesn't, like, it doesn't, like, make it my favorite movie to sit through. Yeah, it feels a little chaotic. It does. And even with the dynamic, because I know in the original House on Haunted Hill, um, the the couple, like, the main couple, they're like the the point of the plot is like they're having like they're inviting people to this house it's obviously the same plot but like the couple is always fighting there's tension between those two characters and like that's the like that's the point of their characters and like coming back to this movie like even like their scenes and their their tension it's okay i just wish you know if i didn't know they were a married couple what like is the whole that time? supposed to be like a twist or we're supposed to know that from the beginning yeah i mean they oh. pretty much tell us like they have the same name and everything so you're only to assume that they're married but, like, I don't know. Even if they gave them more screen time, maybe, or, like, concentrated more on their relationship, maybe I would even enjoy it more. Because whenever, like, the girl dies. Which one? The first one? No. When Evelyn Pretend dies? Yeah. Or actually dies? Whenever we think she's dead. Okay. And um, whenever Steven goes up to her, mm-hmm. I was like, you're what? You're who? How did you miss that they were married? I don't know. I did not catch that at <laughs> all. Genuinely. I'm pretty sure they call each other husband and wife. Like, I mean, in a like I, passive aggressive I caught way. on that they were like being catty towards one another. I thought they were like some bad business, some bad blood there. <laughs> I didn't know that they were fucking married. <laughs> um. Okay. So, I mean, one of the good things about this movie is the beginning. I love the opening scene because, I mean, it starts back in the 30s. You know, we see this mental facility or this uh, facility for the criminally insane that's ran by, you know, this Dr. Vanicut, who himself is criminally insane. Right. Um, but we do get a vibe of this because when we cut to, you know, him operating at the very beginning of this movie, like they're doing um, unspeakable things. This man that they're operating on is awake. Obviously, he's not put under. They're cutting into him. 
and clearly these people are doing something they shouldn't be doing. Right. And then Which we is see like 40s medicine, honestly. <laughs> but still. Oh, and you know what? This movie, like, I feel like Ryan Murphy watched this movie and said, I'm going to make every season of American Horror Story feel as disjointed as this movie. And also aesthetically feel this exact same way. And have shots of women walking in in high heels. Like, it just feels like exactly what Ryan John or <laughs> what Ryan Murphy was like basing his vision story off of yeah. yeah it just it feels like a season of american horror story it has its high points it has its low points it gets confusing and it ends on a sour like <laughs> it ends on a note that's like okay that's it's over now yeah. it gives me very much american horror story now coming <laughs> back to it um but the beginning again you know the uh the inmates are loose in the asylum and they break out they start murdering the staff um we do see that this humongous and i love the actual house like it looks i mean our facility whatever but like it looks menacing like the idea of this huge ass building attached to the side of a mountain is crazy and of course it'd be haunted of course it would especially yeah and i love like whenever it makes me think of like i know we always had one like back home um like a house that just like looks creepy and everybody has their own theory or their own urban legend about it like you know there's stories about this place yeah i mean and this i mean again back in the 30s you know the uh, the uh patients within the facility got loose they killed everybody they had to throw the emergency switch dr vanica did to, you know shut the place down so that way everybody was just locked inside a fire started and everybody burned to death inside of this thing and it became you know well known it's a story that everybody talks about and i guess that they were or now, at least coming into the 90s, they've re- uh, remodeled it or refurbished it or whatever, brought it back to almost its original state. And then we then cut to, of course, our main, well, one of our main characters, Evelyn, who's sitting in her fancy little bathtub watching like this news coverage or uh, what is it? It's like, um, it's almost like a mock of urban legend or um, like Ripley's Believe It or Not. She's watching like a show where they're like talking about this. And so she's like, mm, well, that's where I want to have my birthday party. So then she calls her husband, Stephen Price, who, again, is like a big, huge amusement park mo- mogul. He's opening a new amusement park. And this is all at Universal Studios. The roller coaster <laughs> that they're on is the Incredicoaster roller coaster. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if it's still up. I feel like they've changed it since then. But um, I love it. I love the beginning. I love amusement parks in general. So just seeing, like, the amusement park footage and just that whole beginning scene. Again, this whole part is, like... Mm, this feels like home to me. This is what I remember most about this movie. Well, that's a lie. Besides the ink block monster at the end, um, I remember this so vividly. And I just know the the way it starts is just like exciting to me. I love seeing all the inmates get loose. I love seeing these rich people want to have a party there. Um, the setup is fun. Like it's a classic ghost story, and I'm enjoying the vibes up until you know we don't get much ghost in this movie. I really like the riot scene in general. Like, it's pretty gory. Yeah, with with the one uh, guy, I guess, like, the security guy. I don't know who the fuck he is. But when they break into his little office and they shove the pencil into his neck. Yeah. Iconic. Because, like, doesn't the movie start with um, him sharpening the pencil? Yeah. And he uses that very pencil. He shoved the pencil inside the sharpener and we get a close-up shot. And someone goes, ooh. And then it cuts to his fucking bone-dry, thin-as-fuck lips. And she's like, ooh. (laughs) Fully the, oh, my God. Oh, my God. In reverse. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made it very sensual, him 
sliding yeah. that pencil it in was there. Very, I was like, uh, oh, okay. It was very much... Uh, I when was they like, ah, oh, white man. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Um, I love like just the cut of seeing a pencil to his pencil-thin lips. It just felt like it yeah. was a chef's kiss. <laughs> it was great. Um, but yeah, the entire scene, it's brutal. I love it. Um, we get like at least two pairs of boobs in the beginning too, which Work. I was shocked. I was like, I forgot that there was boobs <laughs> in this movie. Your I was little gay brain wrote it off oh when you yeah. were younger. <laughs> Ooh, non-existent. <laughs> I was just focusing on Evelyn and her walking around. I'm You're like, like, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I cared about. I was like, she is an icon and a star. And she still is. I think she's yeah. one of my favorite characters in this movie for sure. I think she's the only one that brings like, she brings it for me. Like, I'll be quite honest. I think she does great in this movie. Because even, <sighs> damn, I, I don't remember Allie Larder even being like so uninteresting in this movie. Like, she was just boring. Everybody was boring to me. I do think Evelyn and Steven are probably the most hammed up characters. And I think they do a really good job with that. In terms of, like, the acting that everybody else brings, I think Tay Diggs probably is now, I mean, besides those two, probably the one who's doing the best in terms of acting. Right. And I feel like everybody else is just there. Well, Steven and his wife both give me the same vibe at, or the same energy that the aunt does in um, Sleepaway Camp. Oh, yes, where they're, they're definitely their own movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very yeah. Which I, I mean, which makes their like scenes together. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I wish, I mean, I know it would take away from everybody else in the movie, but like their scenes are, I mean, although tense and like, you know, domestic violence is very serious, <laughs> but like their scenes together just feel the most like they knew what they were aiming to do here and like they knew what they were trying to deliver. So I wish that we could have had more of them. Um, unfortunately we don't, but yeah, they are in their own movie and I think they're serving. And I think it's also very funny that, um, uh, Jeffrey Rush, um, he has like the pencil, like John Waters mustache almost. Yeah. Uh, he, again, he doesn't even look like he lives in 1999. So he definitely just feels like he is again yeah, in his own world. And as a rich, powerful white man, of course he lives in his own world. Right. And his wife hates him for it. And honestly, I'm on her side. I don't know what led them to this point. She, I mean, he tells us that she's tried to kill him multiple times at this point. <laughs> Like he mentioned, she's trying to get that like insurance check. Through. She wants him dead. Yeah, she <laughs> wants this man dead. And it's oh my god, when they have what that scene where he's mentioning how she's almost killed him a bajillion times, she's like, "Well, you have no proof. <laughs> it's just like there's nothing you can do." About it. <laughs> um, he said, "Try me, motherfucker." It's amazing though. Um, but yeah, anyway, so sh they want, sh well, she wants to have her birthday party at this place, and so he starts putting together a list in his little fancy office. And then we see the ghosts of the haunted <laughs> hill. <laughs> the computer just backspaces. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And it makes a whole new list. And, I mean, we, it's a big twist near the end of the movie, which I completely even forgot was a plot point. But apparently the house on Haunted Hill wanted the descendants of the original staff members Riverdale. who were able to survive <laughs> to come back to the facility to be killed for being able to escape this wrath of evil that is within this house. Riverdale's not that far-fetched <laughs> if we compare it to other horror media. Uh, I think Riverdale's in its own lane of <laughs> insanity. <laughs> That's quite literally what Cheryl's going through right now. Uh, but yeah, so the haunted house has now orchestrated its own list. We cut right. straight to the characters on their way in hearses, no less. The camp is camping in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, well, Evelyn, you know, she's throwing a party, so as a host does, let's make it campy. So they're traveling to this place in a, or oh, each one of them in a hearse. What would you do if I sent a hearse to come pick you up? It would feel appropriate. For my birthday. Yeah. I would hop right in. Right. Okay. 
I would love it. That's what I want to do for my 30th birthday. Yes, let's just drive around in hearses and get drunk. That disrespectful? No. Uh, as long as it's like a brand. If it's like a, if it's if it's available to rent, why not? Right. It would be weird though if there were actual like uh, if it was a hearse that had been used previously to actually transport, you I know. I feel like the energy bodies. would be off. But if it's new, like a brand yeah, new fresh. Yeah, yeah. Hearse. I want to I'm sure this already exists, but like a hearse but like a party bus. I would you know it. what I mean? If not, then train market. Trademark. Party Don't fucking take my Hearse and Hennessy. Oh my God. Our next uh, <laughs> adventure. Imagine, uh, thank you, Patreon, who's funding. <laughs> just kidding. I would love a hearse driving me up to like a haunted house and me just like. Oh my God. Show uh, up to ha- Halloween Horror Nights in a hearse. In a hearse. Yes. Yeah. I live for that. But yeah, they're Go all trick or treating tr- in a hearse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would be the talk of the town. I would love it. I would love it. I truly would. Um, but yeah, so these people are coming up to the house. Obviously, the whole idea is like they are coming because Stephen Price has promised them a million dollars to make it through the night. Who is not going to go to this house to do this? Like, if you tell me to go anywhere for a million dollars, I'm going to do it. Obviously, I'm not going to back down. And if I die trying, then uh, hey, at least I was dying for a million dollars. Fear factors was a thing. Like, we're our generation is like fully used to being offered money to do a weird shit. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like with millennials, uh, on top of that, we were also just bred, unfortunately, by the generations before us to just... Groomed. <laughs> groomed, <laughs> yeah. To just, like, be obsessed with wanting to make money. They oh, yeah. Because it we was so much easier for... We different with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, it was so easy for them. I mean, whether they like to admit it or not, I feel like it was a lot easier for people back in the day to, you know come into money and purchase a home the white picket fence fantasy yeah you could work a 40 hour a week job and s- make like have a good living and still have money left over to put in savings right and what they fail to realize is that like in our generation you can't work a 40 hour a week and like just survive much less put stuff in savings and they're like stop drinking iced coffee that'll make enough for you to own a home and i'm like girl what millennials have been called lazy since the very beginning unfortunately which honestly you raised us so fuck off and second of all the world is different but like the our like expectation for money versus work hasn't changed at all right and again, we are desperate. We are desperate for money. We've been told about the American dream and the it's fact that we've been sold to us, shoved down our throats. Yeah, exactly. And nobody has it. We don't have it. So obviously, a million dollars being offered to me, I would do anything. So me going up to this house on Haunted Hill, of course I'm going to fucking sit inside this hearse. I'm going to be like Ali Larder, just sitting there fucking cheesing the entire way up to the house because I'm about to make a million dollars. I will slice the people's throats in the cars that are behind me oh my God. for this million. If it turns Imagine you murder games, everybody outside and then you walk in and you're like, all right, I'm the only one that has I mean, that, I would be some, that would be some crazy shit if I was. But if it turned into like the Squid Games or something. Oh, my God. Of course. I'm Very down. that energy, though, when they're coming into this. Except for um, Chris. Katan, he hates Katan. It. He wants to go. Yeah, he's like, my my money, f- I brought everybody here. Give me my fucking money right fucking now. I'm trying to leave right fucking now. Give me my money. Well, he owns the place. He was his um, father. Yeah. Like, uh, his family has been murdered. Murdered. His <laughs> yeah, his ancestors. His family tree is like four people less because of <laughs> this house. Um, but yeah, a million dollars. I would 100% do it. Yeah, of course. Right now. 
Exactly. But, okay, so our guests. So we have five different people that come to be murdered. We have um, <laughs> film producer Jennifer Jensen, a baseball player Eddie Baker, former television personality Melissa Marr, Dr. Donald Blackburn, and, of course, um, Pritchett, who is uh, Chris Kattan's character, the owner. So these are the guests. And, of course, like right away, Evelyn shows up after they get inside the house, and she's like, who the fuck are you people? And then Steven pulls up and he's like, oh, you know, we don't know who any of these people are. After like a big jump scare where he has like a big mural crash down on them, almost killing Evelyn. Um, apparently, uh, Famika did her own like stunt there also where she wow. was killing it. Queen. Jean Grey was fucking zipping and zooming before. She's like, everything. I've done this before. <laughs> um, I've been practicing on different <laughs> <sets>. <laughs> What stance do you want me to take? <laughs> do I crouch here? And oh my god! And then Tate Diggs' character saves her, Eddie, and then she's like, not even like receptive to him helping her. She's like, get the fuck off of me! I'm like, I just saved your life, right? But you know, the rich will be rich. I can't relate. <laughs> I really can't. And then yeah, Stephen shows up, and like immediately everybody's like, what's happening? And he's like, you know, that's when he gives them the whole rundown. If they can stay here, they're all gonna make millions of dollars. And, you know, Evelyn's like, this is just another one of his schemes. I'm so pissed off. He changed my guest list. And the next thing you know, the house starts to lock itself down. Uh, Chris Kattan freaks out. He's, he's trying his damnness to get out of this fucking house before <laughs> it closes down. <laughs> and, yeah, it locks them all down. And they're like, well, oh, my God. Obviously, again, I can see, like, with Evelyn, she's like, this is all part of your plan. You're obviously putting us in here for a reason. You know, the house isn't really locked down. She's not concerned at all by this. So she goes to, you know, her little bedroom. He follows her. That's when they have like an argument and everybody else is just kind of immediately splitting up. Like they're like, let's look for the control room and try to open these fucking Full big ass doors. And again, like they don't even hesitate to split up right away. And so I was like, this is ridiculous. And so Allie Larder and Eddie, um, or Tay Dick's character, Eddie, you know, they're walking around. And again, we get a lot of this. They're just walking through corridors. You know, she, uh, they get separated and she sees him staring at her down the hallway. And it's clearly not him because his eyes are glowing. And she's like chasing after him. I'm like, you are on house on Haunted Hill. And you're going to just follow this person who you, even if it was him, you just met him. Right. Why are you chasing after him in these dark corridors? I mean, to play devil's advocate, probably because she's scared and doesn't want to be alone in this house. But also, like, I don't know you. I don't trust you. Yeah. So, thus. What's happening? Anyways, and so Stephen, he goes to, like, the, the guy who's, like, here to help him run everything. He's running the cameras. And he's like, what happened with the doors? That was a nice trick. And he's like, oh, I didn't do that. So he's like, oh, fuck. Well, we're fucked. So everybody kind of comes back, you know, they, again, it's just really them just walking around, you guys. And again, there's not much character development. They're not having in-depth conversations with one another to find right. out who they are. Um, we find out that Allie Larder has taken Jennifer Jensen's place because she's her assistant. And she's like, that bitch doesn't deserve the money. I came because I deserve the fucking money. She doesn't know that this is even happening. <laughs> so we know that she's Me. here to, you know, be sneaky and make her money. Right. But beyond that. Don't know anything about these people. Don't know anything about any of them. And they don't give us a chance to. And I understand, like, they just met each other and they are locked inside this house. So they're not going to sit down and have tea and talk about each other's childhood. Um, but that's really the only development that I think any of these people get. The scene where Allie Larder um, is chasing Eddie and, um, like, she reaches into the vat of blood <laughs> yeah, that he's in there. Yeah, that's there. Yeah. <laughs> for it's a one house, so whatever. Right. Um, 
I would probably only do that for like you and maybe like three other people. I'm definitely n- not doing that for a person I don't know. Reaching into a vat of blood? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not saving anybody. If I knew it was you or anybody that I knew, yeah, I would probably reach in. I I'm not doing it for anybody I just met, though. I, I would. I would. If, I, if you were a stranger, no. And if you're walking through these hallways and like menacingly, no, I'm not going to. But if it was you and I knew it was you and you were talking and, you know, I saw you get drugged down or something, I would yeah. try. I would try That's what best. I'm saying. I would do it for you and, like, four other people. But, like, I added one more person. <laughs> um. <laughs> the list keeps growing. <laughs> a few people. Yeah, I would do it for, like, a <laughs> again, a handful of people. Um, At least 20 people. <laughs> stop. <laughs> but, like, no. It seems crazy in the context of the And movie. she's, yeah. And she's so, like, terrified. She's, Eddie. Eddie, like digging through it, this vat of blood, and <laughs> then he comes around. He's like, "Hello, yeah. like what the <laughs> fuck? What are you doing?" Because she's just there getting. Sh- no, she's like still in the blood, and yeah. he walks in. And he's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" But you know, again, the ghosts are playing with her. And right. Chris Kattan, because they come back and kind of like mention this happened, and they come back to the main lobby area. And Chris Kattan's like, "That's just ghosts. Wait till the actual darkness within this place comes out. You're off." fucked pretty much he's drinking heavily already yeah and i'm like honestly if i knew he's accepted that he's going to die as soon as this door shut it's funny because he had mentioned that his father i think had died like in a construction related accident and then as soon as the doors close and this is like this i'm pretty sure it's in this scene where he's like this house has killed my family and they're (laughs) like i thought you said that (laughs) your father died a different way he's like no the house killed them (laughs) and the house is gonna kill us all and i think it's kind of funny and i do like although he is on 100 the entire time just him like blatantly being like you're going to be murdered because this house wants you dead yeah and just screaming that at the top of his lungs the entire time is very funny to me yeah if like in person though like if we were in this situation and we had somebody like him i would roll my eyes every single time he opened his fucking mouth oh yeah i would leave him i'd like my brain like my eyes would do a full like 360 rotation yeah he's ridiculously over the top like it's it, it is, of course, too much, especially in these circumstances. Like, we, this is a life or death situation. But this is like high, like peak Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? Peak <laughs> SNL Chris Kattan. Yeah, yeah. He's out here to just, you know, steal the scene. Ham it up. He's definitely trying his best to steal the scene. And it just, it, I mean, it feels that way. But he was recently on the latest um, season of Celebrity Big Brother. He. Of course, is an older man now, and he is so sweet. He was so sweet in that season, and he didn't make it very far. Um, people were very mean to him and very rude to him. Aww. So makes me sad. Yeah. So I mean, so now coming back and like watching this, like I appreciate him, but you can tell at I this feel bad time. for saying I hated him. No, I don't hate him. I hate his character. <laughs> but he, his character definitely is over the top. Yeah. And it's funny. There's times where he makes me laugh, but he is he's on the same level the entire time. There's no versatility in this role. And I mean, again, it's a it's uh, you know, it's a silly 1999 remake of a classic horror movie. Right. They I wish they could have I wish they would push the envelope a little bit more here. I know the late 90s probably I don't know. I don't know. And you even see it, too, with 13 Ghosts, which I wasn't a big fan of coming back to it also, even if there are iconic moments in both <laughs> of these movies. That's one of our longer episodes, too. Yeah. They're just <laughs> not good movies. They aren't. They're fun, and we can all have nostalgia. Yes, they uh, And are. love for them. They're, <laughs> just, they're just not. 13 Ghosts is. <laughs> 
but I just wish they would have pushed the envelope a little bit more here. I just right. wish. I don't know. I just wish, wish she gave you more. Well, any food. You kind of have to look at the fact that like, how many castle remakes are before this? Dark Castle? Are there a lot? These were the first. This, this was the very first one. This was the very first. first so, remake. I would say maybe they're not pushing as far as they should have yeah. in hindsight because it's the first one. It, they don't know how they're gonna go over. They. <laughs> Like, it's just a lot of unknown. So maybe they're like, if we make it campy, if we make it to this or if we make it to that, then people are going to fucking hate it. So maybe that's why they left it this way. Or maybe this was their vision. Who fucking knows? Maybe I'm giving them outs that they don't deserve. (laughs) (laughs) I just, uh, I don't know. I just wish we did get more, like, uh, ghost activity. I wish we got more. Uh, you know, cause like less like, walking. <laughs> like, like, okay, so we the first like major death is um, Melissa Marr, who's the former reality right. show person. She's hilarious because she comes in with this big ass camcorder and is just recording everything. She's trying to get on America's fucking funniest home videos or some shit. She's just recording <laughs> everything. And Allie Larder at one point even calls her like, cause she's like, she makes me laugh because she's like, I'm so I'm willing to fuck whoever I need to pretty much to get back on top. And she's like, you wow, what your white trash is showing. And I was like, oh my god. You don't even know this woman. Right. But it was a very funny line delivery. But she's the first one to go because when they all split up, she also goes and does her own little thing. She's walking around. Um, uh, and she, I don't even know how she or why she would want to go off on her own, but she's recording. And I love this scene, though, with her. It used to scare me the most as a kid was her death scene. Um, coming back to it, it was a little disappointing. Again, I, was, I, I don't know why I expected more gruesomeness in her death but it didn't really happen even though we see her disemboweled body later on completely just torn apart and in pieces um she's walking around with her cam you know her little camcorder thing and she like lifts it up to like the operating table and she sees dr vanica and his nurses and she puts it down and they're not there and she picks it back up again and they slowly turn and look at her and it's scary that scared me so much as a kid and it's still pretty effective now oh yeah it made me jump it was probably one of the only things that made me jump in this so good and also the the thing that comes after her which i didn't even remember i don't know why maybe i just was so scared as a kid that (laughs) i just completely erased it from my memory but when she turns around like there's another like monster ghost thing in the distance that looks so terrifying that then like just jump scares and like rushes towards the screen yeah and then she's dead she's killed off screen unfortunately um but that's like the uh, quite honestly like the one instance of like real ghostly goodness that we get in this movie what like s- like seriously you guys besides the ink block that's monster what i was gonna say end, we get the ink block character and that's silly it, she wasn't even serving i'm just like <laughs> this is that was like the one scene that we had that actually felt like it was something happening you know in a haunted house besides the ink block guy at the very end but that's like the last 15 minutes of the movie right so that was disappointing to come back to and realize because after that you know they all split up again um, Vanica, or not Vanica, uh, Stephen Price then goes back to the guy who runs the like the machines and the cameras, and his face has been completely removed from his Yeah, <laughs> his it's kind of gross. It's I like it. It's amazing. But they cut away too fast from it. Right. Um, I wish it's a very we, quick glimpse. Yeah, I wish we would have rented the unrated version or something, because it's very quick, but it's amazing. And then we see Vanica fucking robo- not <laughs> like, walking the silly way. <laughs> Imagine she's like, eat. <laughs> it's literally the Tin Man robot? walking around. <laughs> it is hilarious. But then he runs to go try to find Evelyn because he's walking towards Evelyn's room. But Evelyn is now strapped to like this random electroshock therapy machine. 
Um, everybody comes back together, all the characters, the Doctor, Catan, Allie Lauder, Tay Diggs, and Stephen Price. She's being electrocuted, and the, the Doctor checks her pulse, and she's ruled dead in that moment. Yeah, Stephen being like, turn it off! Turn it off! Well, Literally not calling her doing a bitch and all this shit. But he's not doing anything. He isn't. He's, he's screaming at everybody. I'm like, well, you, you go turn it off. A rich man just yelling at these people right. to do Telling what he wants. Telling people what to do. Yeah. But yeah, again, like we had seen, again, they fought in the room. And when uh, Stephen showed that everybody, he brought guns for everybody, she's pointing the gun straight at his face. Like there's tension between them. But I guess he still loves her because he's freaking out when she's dead. Um, so at this point, you know, everybody kind of goes crazy. Stephen goes crazy. He starts waving his gun around. He's upset <laughs> that she's been killed. Right. Everybody's like, this guy's a problem. So they throw him inside this chamber that they said was initially used for patients with schizophrenia. Right. It's supposed to like trick them into being normal, normal I quote guess. unquote. Yeah. Like because it gives them like so they normally have like hallucinations. Mm-hmm. And then this is supposed to give them a hallucination that fixes all their other hallucinations. Right. But it sends him into a fucking spiral, which is kind great. of a, yeah, it's a cool scene. It's, it's a the one of the best scenes. It's a movie. very nice visual um trigger warning for like uh Flashes, like lots for, of flashes. Uh, seizure activity for sure. Yeah. That one's a little wild. Because um, they throw him in there. Because again, he's going crazy pretty much, and they throw him in there. And then Blackburn starts it later, right? Yeah, he yeah. Th- everybody leaves, and because Blackburn's like, I'm gonna stay and watch him. Right. Um, you guys go try to find out or, or a way out of. He's fully fretting, delegating. <laughs> he's like, y'all go do this. I'm gonna stay here. Yeah, but then he turns on the machine and walks away and leaves him in there. And yeah, and then we get again that whole sequence. It's crazy because he's then put in a position of like. Being tortured, like he's kind of put in the position of like going through what the patients went through in the facility. Right. He gets like um, like some type of wrapping around his face, and they do like barbed wire around him. They shove him in the water. It's intense. Yeah. It's really scary. And he sees like these weird creatures at one point too that are frightening. He's swimming with naked women in water. Right. It's cool. It's really cool. I think that is probably my favorite scene as far as visuals go. One hundred percent. Um, next to the riot scene. One hundred percent. The opening to this movie is great. Um, Melissa Mars death, at least the lead up to it is great. This scene is great. Um, after this, things kind of fall apart, like completely fall apart. Because then Blackburn goes back and he wakes up Evelyn, and yeah, they're, they're in love. working together. Working together. She was never electrocuted. I guess she was just acting to the nine. She knew that her husband was gonna freak out. I guess, and it was gonna give him the reason to throw him in there to make him go crazy. So. I don't know. But then, like, she starts to panic because she's like, something's wrong or he's he's going to figure us out or something. We need more bodies. Nobody's going to believe that he's really crazy. So then she starts murdering Blackburn right then. And I had made a point earlier, like, right before he becomes, like, her sexy partner or whatever, he is so boring. He, quite honestly, probably speaks, like, four times before this. And it's always something, like, privileged. It just, it not even privilege. It's just boring. He's so boring. He's just like he's money. He's very s- like snarky. Like I'm a rich man and you should respect yeah, me. His type shit. Gives yeah, that for sure. But he's like stupid. Like when he, um, when they take in Stephen Price. I mean, obviously he did it for reasons to kill him or make him go crazy. But when they're all like putting him in there, and he's like, I'll stay here, and you guys keep looking for a way out. I was like, that. I was like, what kind of a. St- stupid useless character are you and then he turns into being evelyn's evil you know partner in crime and then he's murdered right away i was like he's interesting and then they kill him off his peak it's just like his peak is being is beep making beep out 
like a very <laughs> his character arc is non-existent yeah yeah it's awful and he's killed off again and she murders him and that's that but when she does that um everybody else comes back obviously they see that well not even everybody it's just the other three yeah um so they come and they see that uh steven price has escaped then they go back and they see that evelyn's body's gone and blackburn's been murdered and then they oh my gosh they randomly get split up again um Allie larders by herself and then steven price comes up to her and, and she shoots him and <laughs> he's seemingly dead. So then they continue to run, you know, Tay Diggs and Chris Kent, uh, Catan find her. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's just keep looking for a way out. And then Evelyn shows up, sultrily walking through the hallway up to her presumed dead husband. And then he ends up being awake. And they have this whole moment of, like, them arguing and fighting. And he, like, knocks her out. And she crashes through a wall into the, the heart and soul of this building, I guess. Because then all the spirits in this place all come out. They completely drain her of her life force, pretty <laughs> much. Um, and she Full dementors, yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, even though, uh, it, it, I mean, obviously it hasn't aged well. Like, this whole... The visuals. The entity yeah. is, it doesn't look good. Um, but it's interesting... It, it's an interesting idea that the evil and darkness of this place is really just a whole bunch of faces floating around. Um, Fully um, the vat of souls in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh my God, yes. It's very that. And yeah, they drain her of her life or she becomes a part of it. Um, Steven freaks out and starts running through the hallways. Um, the others are still trying to pry open. Like It feels like the same fucking window that they keep trying to pry yeah, open. They're trying to like levy it open. <laughs> I'm like, it's not going to work. Right. You guys are ridiculous. But anyway, so Stephen gets to the door. He's banging on it. Um, Krista Catan goes and opens the door for him. And Stephen moves out of the way. And the monster fucking fully, like Sindel from Mortal Kombat, the hair whips out and grabs Chris Catan and yanks him into its presence. <laughs> and he's been murdered. Right. And so then Stephen Price gets out. And he's like, run. And then instead of running, fucking Eddie and uh, uh, what is Allie Lauder's character's name? I already forgot her name whatever so she's um <laughs> just there staring and he's like we gotta get moving so then they're running around the house and they end up getting to the attic where the controls are um because steven gets up there and he's able to open it and he has it open just slightly so that way they can get out so when they finally get up there oh sarah <laughs> okay work well jennifer <laughs> well she's impersonating jennifer but her right. real name's sarah um anyway so they get up to the attic uh they're trying to escape, obviously. Uh, unfortunately, Stephen Price ends up getting murdered in this moment. Um, Sarah's able to get out, and then um, the ghost is, like, slowly sawing at the <laughs> fucking, like, the rope that holds the door open. Right. I'm like, And it looks like it's going to guillotine him. I'm like, you run this house. Just fucking close it. Why are you sawing this? Like, it's gonna, like what are you doing? You are just right. whipping around and killing people, and now all of a sudden you it have to take your time. It could have just, like, shh. Like cut it, it clean. Just it had the saw winked. to this. It should have just winked, and that door should have just shut closed. <laughs> like, oh no, we the gotta cut winks. this rope. And then it's also taking so long to cut this rope. Right. I'm like, what are you doing? But anyways, till so Tay digs his character Eddie stuck, and then Chris Catan's spirit comes out <laughs> and saves the day. Saves the day. Opens the door. He's able to get right out of the door, and it shuts back down on the ghosts, and they're home free. And then the checks are there. All $5 million worth of checks, all signed by Stephen Price, are out there with them. And they're on the edge of this house, and it comes to an end. And again, guys, that's it. Like That's quite, quite literally honestly, what happens. We talked about all the major plot points in this movie. The rest just consists of people walking around and having meaningless conversations with one another. She's crazy, you guys. And I don't, I don't know. There's things I do like about this movie, obviously. There's good moments in this movie. I just I do wish that they were giving more. 
I, d- I wish it went further. I wish that they incorporated the actual ghosts and monsters a lot more than like a few scenes. Because it's, it's very disappointing to watch a movie called House on Haunted Hill and it just not feel that haunted. Haunted, yeah. So, but you know what? I did watch literally like just a few months ago the sequel, Return to House on Haunted Hill, which I haven't seen since it first came out back in like 2007 or 2008. I remember renting it because it was straight to DVD and I rented it because I was obsessed with this movie and I just, I didn't remember it. So I watched it a few months ago because I think it popped up on shutter maybe it popped up somewhere and i was like oh i haven't seen this in so long and baby that movie slaps in comparison to this yes so it follows the story of sarah's sister um and like these people who knew her like who knew who who knew who sarah was and they're trying to find her um it's like this it's a crazy plot point but the house is haunted in that one down in comparison to this first movie um and it's just a better movie. I think it's much better than this one for sure. Um, and I've seen the original House on Haunted Hill. I mean, obviously, it's a movie many years ago. It's a William Castle horror film, so obviously, it's a lot more dialogue heavy. It's a lot slower paced, and it's great, you know. And just seeing a movie that was remade in the or just seeing a remake from the nineties, I just wanted more from it, unfortunately. And it wasn't what I remembered. But again, there's nostalgia, a lot of nostalgia for this movie. And there's a lot of reason for me to come back and watch it. Just like with 13 Ghosts, like I will watch that again. But again, it doesn't mean that I think that they're great. And sadly, I think this one just kind of falls short for me. Um, I probably won't revisit unless it's like the vibe for like the movie night or something. <laughs> <laughs> or if we're going to watch both of them or watch all three of them. Um. But yeah, uh, it's not great. There are some great parts, but all together, great. Yeah, it just, yeah, I just wish we had more, unfortunately. Again, like, I don't, I don't know what else they really could do, but yeah, I'm sad. What are we rating it? I'm so sad. Um, Rating it out of? uh, Let's do it out of... Uh, I don't know. What should we do out of? Blood vats. Uh, uh, ink sure. block monsters. Yeah, uh, out of ink block monsters. Let's do it. That changes the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? That gives it more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm doing two and a half. Probably a flat two for me. Okay. Because, I mean, again, the scenes that I really like are really good. Um, um, I love, again, Famika is amazing in this movie. I love Evelyn. Um, that's probably, honestly... The only reason I watched this movie as a kid, if I'm being honest, I loved Jean Grey. I loved Famika back in the late 90s, early 2000s. I was just obsessed with her as a kid. Um, and she's, again, serving bad bitch in this movie. She's walking around, very sexy. She gets one little laceration from the mural falling from the uh, ceiling. And Another thing, the wounds, they're not. They're lipstick. <laughs> There's nothing to them at all. And that is frustrating because, <laughs> like, high school kids can do successful, like, theater wound makeup. So a somebody who has a feature film, like, that kind of budget and you can't spend money. But everybody, like, all the deaths, like, we don't even see anybody really die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't see people really dying. Again, the first death is off screen. 
and um, yeah, they're all pretty much off-screen deaths besides Blackburn getting stabbed. But if you can give me the disemboweled body, and if you can give me the um, that one controller guy with his face ripped off, like yeah. those are both very gory, very nice looking articles. You can give me some cuts on somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Awful. Yeah. Again, I think that probably is the most disappointing part. And if we're looking at the you know the property that it's being remade off of, you know, obviously the original movie it doesn't have anything like that, and it is a lot of you know just kind of to go with the dread that the movie's building. Yeah. So I can see if they're maybe trying to pay homage to that and like trying to keep it as you know, as violent as they can for the modern age at the time, but also trying to make it m- feel like it is like an older haunted house movie at the same time. I can respect that. I can respect that um, choice, I suppose. Just it doesn't make it enjoyable now in 2022. But I can see for the time, again, being um, a young age of four when this came out and probably <laughs> watching it for the first time yeah. a couple years after that. Five-year-old me would have thought this was cool as shit. And I sure did. 29-year-old, no thanks. <laughs> and five-year-old me on the inside still likes a lot of this movie. Again, there's certain scenes in this that are great. Again, the beginning is fun. Uh, Melissa Mars' whole, like, walking around by herself is great. Um, again, the face being on is amazing. Like, we... Th- I don't want you guys to think that we like just hate everything about no, this movie. No, we're not completely shitting on it. There's great moments, but it's not a great movie. I just know people love this movie. They really do. And I again, I understand the cult like the cult vibe with this movie. Like I understand why it's something. But again, guys, it's okay to admit that nostalgia is a fucking she's strong as Rose fuck. Rose-colored glasses, baby. It will fucking bring you down, baby, if you just like Allow yourself to believe that it's a good movie. It's okay to say <laughs> that this is a bad movie. It is okay and still enjoy it. Um, but yeah, two and a half just for pure nostalgia purposes and Famika. Work. And that face being missing. All right. And that monster in the tank. Oh my God. She just keeps adding. <laughs> That's your me with the people that I would save from the blood bath. I'm like, and maybe this person. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm sad that it wasn't what I remembered it. But it's probably because I've been tainted by the sequel. I don't know why I was just. I just. We're don't tainted know why. by modern horror too. <laughs> we are very. Um, it's, it's sad. It, it, it's very sad as the years go on, as we get older. My expectations are high. It's sad. <laughs> it, that honestly breaks my heart. Really, as we but get older. At the same time, we can watch like Scream. That's what I was exactly. <laughs> we can watch it. Scream. We can watch. I know you did last summer, but those are slashers, and slashers are easy. I can excuse like quick, easy deaths and slashers because if you're just getting stabbed. By Ghostface really quickly. I'm like, yeah, slay. But if I'm watching House on Haunted Hill, I want your body to I be ripped haunted. from the ground. Yeah. I want your body to be ripped from. Oh I want my the God. Terrifier where she's chopped down the middle just to be happening with the ghost. And that's what I'm looking for in my haunted house movies. Okay. If you're saying haunted, I want to feel haunted. Exactly. And it just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't feel that. Spooky. Maybe in the 90s she was that bitch. 2020s. Yeah, again, it's it stinks as time goes on that you know some of these older movies that we really had a fond place for. We're just for jaded. Uh, We're just jaded. <laughs> may not uh, hold up as well, but oh well, you know. Oh well. Oh fucking well. It's still um, yet another haunted thing. So this one's we have a mirror, we have a house, and uh, somewhat of a camera. A camera. 
It's really Megumi, but <laughs> Megumi. she chooses the camera as her main right. point of contact. Megumi is just straight up riding him the rest of the way. And then 1408, we have uh, a hotel room. Hotel room, yeah. And then at the end of the month, we're going to do a versus for all of these things. <laughs> Fight. Who would win? A fight to the death. I'm like, voting for Megumi already. Do you think you would survive a night in House on Haunted Hill? Me? Yeah. Do you no. think you would survive? You don't think you would survive? No. If it was exactly the same scenario. Oh, this one? I would live. Yeah. I'm living. Mm-hmm. I'm surely going to live this night. But I. Uh, or for this night. I just. I have a feeling I would piss the wrong person off. Well, I would not walk around by myself, first off. No, we would be together. Yeah. Which I do like what? that Eddie and um, Sarah stay together the right. entire movie. They don't leave each other's side. Which I'm but like, the difference is, is we know each other. True. But if it was strangers, I would still latch on to somebody. Would you? At mm, least at least, so. at least, a group of three, though. I don't want to be with a complete stranger by myself in a haunted house. I would probably be the one that fucking has the camcorder in. I, I would feel like that would be me, girl. I feel like my stupid ass would be on TikTok walking oh, around. Oh, you know what? I would probably be the owner. Chris Catan, just fully drinking and yeah, drunk the whole time, annoying as fuck, and like almost make it. Yeah. And then my sweet loving soul, as you all know, I'm not mean. I'm not a bitch. I'm sweet. I would save people at the end. It's me. Yeah, I'm fully totally not out of character Melissa at all. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be Evelyn, but I'm definitely Melissa. I'm definitely the bitch who was a former reality show star <laughs> is trying to catch something that's going to make her big again. That's definitely me. I would never go anywhere by myself. I'm not that desperate, uh, but that's definitely my character. Again, I wish I could be Evelyn because she's a bad bitch, but right. she's also insane. So. She also, she also killed somebody in cold blood and oh has tried God. to kill her husband many times in cold blood. So she's also a little off her rocker, but I love her for it. I love her jet black hair. I love her. I love, I love her, her jet so black hair. So much, girl. She was in the faculty, X-Men. Again, I was just, she's the only reason I think I probably love this movie so much. So, oh well. <laughs> oh well. You know, and Allie Larder, girl, I'm happy that you grew from this movie because she was not serving in this movie at all. She's from Final Destination, right? Yeah, that's clear. Okay, work. And then she was in uh, Obsessed with Beyonce. Mm. Um, what else has Allie Larder been in? So many things, truly. Probably, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, guys, I it's, it's great. Um, keep watching this movie if you love it. Um, and we'll be back next week. So, starting before we go, where can everybody find us? Using Creep Show. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at our same handle, at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us streaming on pretty much every platform, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. You can email us at slasherpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Patreon. You get all the juicy tea. You hear even more about gobbling dicks um, than we normally would. One of us is usually inebriated. It's a good time. (laughs) You get two free episodes. Not free. You know, two bonus. Uh, would you like to shout out our patrons, Adrian? Uh, yeah. So for the opening kill tier, of course, a nightmare on Fear Street, and for the final girl tier, Sarah G, Yvette R, Michael D, Annie C, Patience C. So thank you guys so much, of course, for again just putting your trust into us and for supporting us. And again, guys, go and join the Patreon for bonus episodes every month and additional content down the way. And we'll be back next month, we're, uh, or not next month, next week, excuse me, because, again, we're going to be wrapping up Paranormal Horror Month with 1408. I could not tell you 
anything about this movie. I remember watching it once again a long time ago, and it has not stuck with me. So I'm very excited to watch this again. I really enjoy it. Okay. And, and it's a Stephen King movie. Stephen King book. Okay. I'm excited. I, I don't remember anything about it. Besides... Stephen King's birthday is in September. <laughs> <laughs> Starts listing off all so kinds of shit. So let's wrap it up with the Stephen <laughs> King uh, movie then, or an adaption then. I'm excited. I am so excited, because I only remember this movie being wild. So I just hope it lives up to what I remember because House on Haunted Hill was not serving this week. Yeah, I haven't seen 1408 in a couple years, so we'll see. But Tune in next week. Talk highly about it, so. Right. Guess we'll see. We'll, see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Bye, Bye. everybody. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.